And you know what's so funny? I was there to give a speech on how TikTok works to like the top 100 executives at Anheuser-Busch. Okay. Wow. So like I gave this speech and everything and I was like, oh, I gotta go film a TikTok. So I go outside and like sarcastically film like a, like there are people walking around with like bunny ears on, like with no kids. And I think that's a little weird. And like, I jokingly made that dude. I wake up to like, at this point, it's probably like over 300, 400 like stitches. And it's oh, just people oh. like going off, pulling photos from my Instagram. Oh, like guy no with no way. upper lip is like gonna make <laughs> no fun way. of, gonna make fun of us. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the 505 Podcast. Today we welcome Daniel Bennett. Daniel makes relatable comedy style videos on TikTok where he's amassed a following of over 550,000. He has leveraged his following and knowledge of branding and social media to consult for both brands and artists. He's also now an aspiring marathon runner. We're really excited for this episode. Everyone please welcome Daniel to the show. Welcome, welcome. Thank you, thank you. Thank you for having you me. You should have seen him just jogging in here. Dude. Yeah. Like, sweaty. <laughs> I ran here, yeah. so. You have massive shoes to fill, and you were talking a huge game before, so if you, without you just... further ado, could you give us the one-handed crack? Let's see it. Let's see it, yep. Off the table. It's hard. Yep. It's harder than it looks. Not very smooth. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Oh, okay. A lot of big dents. kind of rough. That Ready? might, yeah, that's it. Oh, you, you dented it out, and I'm going to give you one point back for the dent going back out. A lot of hesitation going on there. There's um, multiple ways to get somewhere. Yeah, as long as you get to that point. So brilliant. let me show you how to do it. So that's how you do it really well. Yeah. That would be a 9.5. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. That I'm was training a, for that a marathon. Was a, that was so. a four. <laughs> and you run marathons with your legs, not your hands. Yeah. Um, so. I will say, dude, these cans, I swear to God, sometimes I get one and I just whoosh, Sometimes they're hard. I know. And you it, never know. They're always hard for We me. like I to think Joe had a, you know, a hard one. Oh. That was bad. Oh, yeah. I had a, I had a hard that one. was awkward. You definitely had a hard one. Yeah. 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 We'll, yeah, yeah. We'll let it go. Dude, so thank you so much for coming on today. We're hyped. Thank to you for have having you. me. No, seriously. We I want to talk, I want to start off on the TikTok side of things because I've seen your videos before. You've even Kosas even introduced us and I think they're really fucking funny and they kind of have like a, a vine energy, but they're a little bit longer, which gives me like this like delayed laugh. So yeah. when did the the TikTok videos start? Yeah, um, I started in like 2020, right when the pandemic hit and I was working at an ad agency and we all like got work from home. It was like that span where everyone was like, oh, we'll just have a weekend off and like then we'll all come back to work. Um, and then I was like, what if I just put some effort into this TikTok and I did two videos a day for 60 days um, of like scripted comedy where I just go in my backyard and like film some dumb videos. And that grew me like 100, 150,000 followers. Wow. Then like work started catching on. And then I was like, ah, oh, like, do I post, do I not post? And I kept doing it. And I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna keep doing it. And I remember like hitting each mile marker of like followers or views or something like that and getting increasingly more, uh, I don't wanna say the word addicted, but like kind of. Where you're like, Likes oh, and comments and well, it's also just like, me. Yeah. it's like, whoa, this number started at zero. Mm. Yeah. And like, now you have brands reaching out and you have other people reaching out. Um, and that's kind of where it started. It was literally just like comedy videos, uh, which I now absolutely hate. Like I will not go back and look at the old videos because I think my content now is way more reflective of my personality. Um, and it's kind of like in a place right now where I've always like wanted it to be. When you were at the ad agency, were people from your work seeing these TikToks mm. and were they like, Daniel, you went viral today? <laughs> or like, you know, what was that kind of like? I think it's more like people, 
especially at your work, I was an assistant when I was like doing this. So it was like, you need to be working. Like mm -hmm. you need to be putting in hours. And I was putting in hours, but in between meetings, I would film these videos. So it would almost come across as if I wasn't working and I was just filming these videos. And then someone would mention a video on a meeting and then I'd get like this inkling of like, well, you haven't sent this email yet or you haven't done this yet. And then I'm like, okay. And then also when a video flops, it's like one of the most embarrassing things ever, especially when you don't have followers. So it's only crazy. I like to tell people, it's only crazy till it works. People like to make fun of you for being like an aspiring content creator until you get a following. Then everyone's like, whoa, I love that video that you made. Um, but I think that was the hardest part is like getting over the fear of, what your coworkers think about you outside of a like professional setting. It's like, cool. Like I'm, I'm making these videos. Like I'm going to send the email. Like, don't worry about it. Did your buddies give you any shit or was it mostly like, Oh, these are funny. Cause like, I think they're hilarious. So what, what was that kind of like, was your family, like anyone in your family, like, yo, Daniel, what are these videos? You know, I think it was more, I was more concerned about my coworkers mm. because in my head at the moment, I was like 24, 23, 24. And I always just thought like, damn, they're judging me so hard. Like this job is like my only world. Like nothing exists outside of this job. Um, and I think I was just a little too like gung ho on that. Um, and I realize now that like there's a million ways to make money. There's a million, like a million ways to do something. And I was just a little too concerned about that. Well, especially when you have to like, like you're not seeing your friends really, especially in the beginning of quarantine, but like you're going to post this video and then you have that 4 PM zoom and everyone's going to have just seen it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like, it's so personable, especially with these people that you don't know like that well, probably. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that was, that was definitely the interesting part. Um, and I did it for like two years at my job, like a year and a half, two years. And I started gaining a following, started to get like you know, some brand partnerships started to basically do all this. And I, the only reason that I started TikTok was because I really wanted to be a creative at my ad agency. And it was a giant ad agency. Like it's, uh, it's major corporations that pay lots of money for these creatives to come up with cool ideas. And I was always like, I have these ideas, but the hierarchy was just like, so in it where it's like, no, you're in account. Like you're in brand, brand management. Like your ideas don't matter. And I think that's what like pissed me off so much um, and drove me a little bit of like fire to be like, I'm going to make this work and I'm going to like work really hard to basically prove the creative directors and the creatives wrong that like they're not the only ones that can do this. Was there a strategy behind those original videos? Like were you writing up the scripts kind of the night before? Were you just kind of waking up and scrolling? What did that kind of look like? It's gotten progressively more irresponsible <laughs> where like in the beginning it was like you had so much time. So I would like sit down and I would play COD with my friends and one of my friends who was in like NYU film school, we would just brainstorm of like, what's a good video of this? Like, what's a good turn this can take? What, what should we make? And then we come up with a punchline and then I, the next day I would like script it out on my notes app and then I'd go film it where I like you film yourself then you like switch positions then you film yourself then you switch positions then you edit the dead air then like you post it and you're like god please like make this go viral so that i don't feel like an idiot like i just talked to myself for 30 minutes and i think that was like that was the most fun part it's like it was a quarantine like activity for me dude tiktok was like that's what we did during oh, yeah. fucking dude. quarantine like I don't know. It's that, such, a, like, such a moment. That in Warzone. And I love hearing you talk about like doing, like having actual talks over Warzone. Cause I just remember like talking to my buddy and be like, tell me about like his uncle is like not doing that good. And I'd be like, 
uh, down i'm down dude <laughs> can yeah, you come res me dude come res me <laughs> can you res me though quick like, just like your uncle <laughs> jesus sorry guys sorry, sorry. got dark it got dark turn were you that's so funny were dude. you ever on vine were you making vines so i was on vine for a little bit but it was like at the tail end okay and i remember like these viners and i'm like damn like i really wanted to be one of them um and i think the one hurdle that like i keep going back to is like i just cared too much about what people thought because you never want to be that person where like a, something doesn't do well or you're trying really hard at something and it keeps failing and that's totally okay but people see it as like i don't want my fiance's parents to like think i'm a failure or i don't want blah 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 and it's like dude like you're only create like you're only crazy if you don't try because like if you don't you know you miss 100 percent of the shots you don't take which is like the most cliche thing ever but i don't know i kind of stand by that yeah 100 percent. and then when did brands started coming into the picture because i was wondering like if you have been doing brand deals or like if you've been able to monetize like the tiktok i know you've been able to monetize like the tiktok in different ways whether it's like consulting or i guess now brand deals right so yeah. like when did brands start reaching out and like did you, did you go from having maybe a little bit of experience like understanding how to like navigate brand deals because you were on like the ad agency side or like were you just so new to it because now you're like now I'm talent as opposed to like the other side. Yeah, I think I had to figure it out like real quick and I had to figure it out on my own because I just knew that I didn't want to work at this ad agency in this role. And so I quit mid pandemic with zero plan and I took like a month off to just like figure it out. And then luckily I got my new position that I've been doing for two years of like consulting for people's TikToks and artists and, um, and corporations and things like that. But when I first got like an email about a brand deal or something, I was like, whoa, like someone's going to pay me to make a video? Like that's insane. Or someone's going to pay me to write 10 TikToks for their brand? Like that's wild. Um, and I think it was on like the early cusp of it because people now need that very, very like, like a lot. Like they need it desperately. Um, but I think the most memorable experience was getting a brand deal, um, which by the way, brand deals like for, they pay a lot of money, like they do. And you have to like pick and choose. But I think I got a brand deal. It was a very like large amount of money, which to me is just like, you know, not like $100,000, but it was like a big amount of money. And I'm like, damn, like this is, you know, X amount of my salary that I used to make at my job and I get to make one or two videos, like that's crazy. But then you also think about how you put in the 60 videos totally. with no return and then you're like, oh, okay, so this one video is kind of like paying off. Um, but that's kind of the mindset that I had is like you navigate it by yourself. You have no idea how to negotiate yeah. any money at all. Yeah. And someone offers you like $4,000 and you're like, oh my God, <laughs> what? <laughs> I'll take it, sign. Yeah, I'll take send, it, sign. Send me the documents. I will send you my blood right <laughs> yeah. now, like 100%. But I just think it's super interesting because, and especially like parents don't know. Yeah. Um, Like this is a whole world. Like people spend money on this. There's influencer briefs, there's campaigns, there's advertising and like the money is there. And I think that's that's super interesting. At the agency, do you feel like you you really got to learn a ton of things because you said like you were an assistant or is it just more so you felt super fired up because of the opportunities they didn't give you. And you're like, I'm going to go off and do my own thing. I learned a lot, mm. like a lot. I basically just sat in on like any meeting that I possibly could and just listened. Um, and it definitely influences the stuff I do now. But I just remember there was one specific moment where I was like, I can do this just as well as other creatives. And that's when we sat down for, I don't care if they see this, 
we sat down, I sat down with a strategist for Gatorade. They were doing their first TikTok campaign ever. And I was like scrolling through the app, giving her a rundown of like how it works. And she was making the brief for the creatives. And I was like, what if like people like recreated like iconic, um, like radio moments from games, like Bosch to LeBron to three, two, one, like having that audio to play with would be so great. Um, so I gave her this idea. Three months later, it's still quarantine. I wake up and I see like a, a hashtag campaign going live on TikTok because I always open the app and it's Gatorade play-by-play. And I'm like, what is this? And I look at it and it's five of the most iconic radio lines and Unreal. people were making videos to them. And it had like over a billion views or something and it's still like their highest whatever, you know, Gatorade campaign to date. And I just sat there and I was like, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> Like that's your idea. Yeah. I was like, I pitched this like three months yeah. ago and somehow it's like live. And I think that was kind of the moment where I was like, Hey, if I keep doing this, I might be good at it. Um, and you know, kind of lighted the fuel to say like, Hey, I, I, you know, I want to do this. So I wanted to ask you about how you got into consulting because I feel like a lot of people they'll see success for themselves on social media and then they think they can do it for like a brand or somebody else, but they have like their own specific niche and they kind of can't really come up with creative for like a brand because they're coming up with it for themselves. So I guess coming from the ad agency and then like, I guess, how did you get into consulting with those brand, um, with those brand deals coming in? Were you getting emails being like, hey, can you come up with creative for us? And you kind of fell into it? Yeah, it was kind of like that, but it was also kind of just like spur of the moment. Um, one of the clients that I work for, their like head videographer who also runs a production company basically like pitched me to an agency um, in which I did creative for them. And that's now one of like my main clients. Um, and I think learning two years from big brands gives you the perspective of like that brand manager is for sure going to say no to this idea. That brand manager might say yes. You know how to like position this so that you can get your creative across and they can approve it. Um, and I think that's what it taught me a ton, but no, no one was asking like, Hey, can you write TikToks for us? Um, I wrote one campaign, like a giant campaign for, um, an outdoor brand. And I remember they wanted to buy it and I like priced it. I like check with a bunch of people. I'm like, where should I price this? It's a large campaign. They spend this amount of money and they just didn't want to like spend it. And I was like, well, this is what it's worth. You either buy it or you don't. And uh, they didn't buy it. And I was like, all right, well, at least I know what it's worth. Like once checking with a bunch of freelancers, because if it was just me, I'd just be like, oh, $100 and it's yours. <laughs> right, right. Good for you. Dude. Yeah. Stand your ground. So you've grown, you've grown the personal, the personal page to what, when you started doing the consulting, what was that number at? Do you have an idea? So I quit my job. Uh, I was working as a, as an account, like brand account manager on Gatorade. I was there for like a month. Um, I went through like 12 interviews to get this. It was like my number one goal. I was like, I want to work on Gatorade. Um, and got there. And then at like 300,000 followers, I texted my boss and I was like, hey, do you have a sec to chat? And that never ends well. <laughs> like that never should pop up in someone's text. Oh my God. Um, and then he, I like, he was super cool. He's still one of the nicest people. Um, and he was just like, yeah, I saw this coming with all the social media stuff. And I was like, yeah, like, you know, if you're in your 20s, you got to take advantage of like mm. this. I can go become an accountant in a month if mm, I want. Definitely. I would have loved if you were like, 
yeah, no, I got recognized like five times right. in one day. And I was like, nah, like I made it, son. Like, yeah. I'm over this shit. No, like, no, that does happen. It is fun for sure. <laughs> yeah, do you get recognized like going out to like the bars and shit? Yeah, I do. Um, a lot with friends. Um, but it's like, it's interesting because like, you forget about it because you're like having drinks with friends and you're like, great. And then someone's like, oh my God, I love your videos or something like that. And then you like puts into perspective how many people see the videos right. and the number that sees it. Because I don't think it's just like, I think of it as a number. It's like, oh, video yeah. hits 100K. Mm -hmm. Cool. 100 like invisible people yeah. saw that video. Um, well, I saw one you just had. It got like, what, 8 million? Yeah, something. Yeah, ridiculous. that's me like Crazy. fucking with my roommate. Yeah. Um, which has become like a, a great series. Yeah. yeah, that's great. Did you have a case study with, with the brands that you were working with at the time where you were like, okay, it was like he was saying, right? You go work with. You know, you you build a bikini, say a bikini girl built like her huge brand, but then she goes to work for a bikini company and none of it works. Like she doesn't yeah. know how to like transfer it over. So how did you go about showing these brands like, hey, I not only am a creative myself, but I also do know what I'm talking about. And this is really transferable to all the things that you guys could do to be successful. Yeah, I think it's like coming from at from an ad agency, like you're so used to a creative brief. And I think that's what brands we're so used to as well, where it's like, hey, we're gonna give you this creative brief and then cool, you're gonna internally review it, then our team's gonna internally review it, then we're gonna have an internal, internal review. Then we might review it with like a consultant. Then we're gonna have another internal review and then we'll get back to you with like feedback. And by that time, it's like a month and a half has gone by. And I think that's what was so nice working in consulting just by myself is like the turnaround time is so low that they're just so not used to it. And I think that's where the agencies now are thriving is like the turnaround time is a day or two instead of a month and a half. Um, and I think that's where like it came to play a little bit harder than like the other stuff. When you're doing these videos with like your roommates or like yeah. you're, you're, I guess, well known and like your thing is like, you, I guess like you act like you're not filming yourself and you're having these conversations. Like I got to ask like how much of it is like real versus Hey, I'm like, let's make a TikTok real quick. Just like go with me, like banter a little bit. I think it's all, it's all for sure real. Okay. Like it's none of it is like acting. Yeah. Um, it's more just like the way that I describe it to people is um, I was always a fan of like David Dobrik's kind of like sitcom-esque vibe. And I think that's like the direction that I wanted to take my TikTok in is like, I just want it to feel like a sitcom. Like there's reoccurring characters, like you have the roommates, you have my parents, you have like my millennial friends, you have like my dating friends, you have like, and when each person like makes a reappearance, people feel connected to that person because they've heard them before. And I think that was like the overall goal of the page. So like, no, none of it is acting. Um, I just want people to feel like they're in the room when you have these like candid conversations with friends. Smart. Dude. It's so interesting you say that because I feel like an outsider looking in, it, it doesn't feel as calculated as maybe that comes across of you explaining that. And so like, it seems like you are a little bit, I guess, calculated making these moves on TikTok and like how you go about your videos. Like, is there maybe a mistake you see people making on TikTok, a piece of advice you could give for someone like wanting to see, I guess, success like you? I still have no fucking idea what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be lying if I'm like, do this and it works. Like, I've just gotten, I think a lot of people go off like, this is a trending audio, mm -hmm. like, blah, blah, I'm your TikTok guru. like. And I just don't, I really don't like those people. And I think only because the only way stuff performs is if people feel like you're being authentic. And if you're not being authentic, then 
your shit's going to tank and people can like look through that very easily. And I think that's just kind of like the North star that I've run by is like, if it sounds, you know, fun and like relatable, cool. That's it. Like that's the, that's the threshold that yeah. it needs to meet. Is that a part of like what you tell like perspective consulting clients in meetings 100%. basically? It's the number one thing. Yeah. Do you find that like obviously in 2023, big brands still suck at TikTok. Mm. They're like, most of them are pretty awful at it, right? Yeah. So how do you go about seeing a brand, right? If say you have a conversation with a brand and they're like, oh, we're, we don't do it like that. Like that is not our brand. Yeah. Like, Listen, it's not going to work right. if you do it this old school way that you think is correct. Like that's why you're here. That's why you're in this meeting. Yeah. How, how does that conversation kind of go? Very candidly. Mm. Mm. Yeah. It's like, uh, I think something that I am very good at, but also like not good at, it's like a double-edged sword is I was so, so tired at the ad agency that I worked at. And I loved working there. I love with the, the people that I worked with, but I was so tired of like nothing getting done in a meeting and like buzzwords being thrown around. And I'm so the opposite of that because I think like time is a commodity. So like if you're hopping in a meeting, I'm not going to be like, guys, like, you know, I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. I'm going to be like, yo, it's not going to work if you do this. Let's meet in the middle and find like a middle ground. And then that's usually the way the conversation goes. I'm not going to like, I just hate, Hell yeah, dude, I, I hate wasting a 30 minute call and everyone leaving the call and being like, uh, like who is actually going to make that thing that right. we talked about? Dude, and I bet they fucking love that too. Just like with girls, you know, when you tell them just how it is, and they don't, yeah, they don't want to hear it, but they love it. But no, you're so, I mean, half time in meetings, I mean, I'm like cleaning and shit, you know? Like, I feel like there's so often, it's like, oh, that was the meat, and that's what we needed. And I feel like if you can actually present that in a meeting, that's so important, dude. Yeah, I think it's just like having a candid conversation. It's like everyone is there to get something done. Like, let's just get it done so that we can move on right. to the next thing. Mm -hmm. How how receptive were these bigger brands? Because, like, obviously, we're all, like, pretty young guys, right? Yeah. Like, you're sometimes yeah, dealing we're all with, pretty young. I'm you know, so young. It's some, so you're dealing I'm still with, like, super good looking. Like you're dealing with, like, a 55-year-old <laughs> creative director who's never even, up like, scrolled on TikTok. So how, yeah. how does that conversation go? What was the receptiveness like once you get on the phone with these brands? To someone I'm, like that. I'm very lucky in that everyone that I've worked with, almost all my like clients are very like well-versed in mm -hmm. TikTok. I think it's just meeting in the middle. It's like, if you're working with a giant corporation, like they have legal approvals, mm -hmm. they have usage rights. Like mm -hmm. there are things that you have to think about outside of this meme is cool. Let's post it. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that's where the difference of like working at a big ad agency really helped me. Cause it's like, cool. Can we make sure this IP is like cleared for us? When another like social media manager would be like, this cap cut thing is like kind of sick. <laughs> like <laughs> we should fucking use this. <laughs> it's not talking shit. It's just like, it's the real thing. It's like, you got to know the ins and yeah. outs of like, cool. We got to send this to legal to make sure that like we're cleared on mm -hmm. IP is the music ours. Like who owns the music? Like all those things mm -hmm. go into like one video that you yeah. see on the internet, which is crazy. How did you go about pricing in the beginning right because i'm assuming it's changed a lot so what did that yeah. look like depending on size of the brand price went up price, yeah. went up. <laughs> price went up. uh pricing um it depends on like i think the good, nice thing about freelance and you guys are all freelancers so you'll understand this but like you can make your prices whatever they are for whatever the person or client wants to do um i think general consensus is like a retainer is the nicest because you get 24 7 access to whatever you need um project based just like has constraints sometimes unless you're like an editor where you're like cool you're gonna do this this and this but tiktok doesn't work like that 
Um, this is like the runaround answer. Mm-hmm. It's gone up for sure. You don't, you, to, get, you don't oh, have yeah. to give us an exact no, number. No, no, no. Not, not an exact number. It's gone yeah. up, but it's also like if someone wants to do a really low retainer or something like that, then like you give them what that money would pay for. Mm-hmm. Totally. Definitely. And, yeah. and what is like when someone comes to you for consulting, like what are they getting, right? Is it like I'm going to give you set amount of um, video ideas per month, like a, a certain amount of meetings per month? Like how does how exactly does the consulting side of things work? The consulting side is like pretty flexible, um, which is why I have really slow weeks and majority really, really busy weeks. But I think the consulting thing goes, cool, let's figure out like our posting cadence. Like we want to do like three videos a week. That's going to cost you X amount. You're feeding me the content. So you're in charge of that. You got to hold up like your end of the bargain. Um, but usually it's like, let's post X amount per week. And then we price it out on that. There are a couple clients where I'm like a full social creative for them. So it's like, you know, captioning, you know, copywriting, uh, digital edits, things like that. But it really just depends. Posting cadence is the first thing. It's like, how often do we want to be posting? Cause everything after that flows into a retainer. When, when you're working with these brands, right? Are the deliverables for all of them very different? Do you try and say, hey, this is what's worked in the past for these other brands? Do you try and kind of steer them in that direction? Or is it really all just kind of random depending on who comes to you that week? I don't want to say I'm bad at analytics, but I'm more like analytics matter 100%. They do. But the platform that we're working with now and the platform that is like becoming what it is, is like ever changing to the point where like, you can't base your decision 100% off something that performed well last week. And I think that's where I like to focus is like, let's get this asset out the door. Let's get this asset out the door. And like, that's our goal. Like I'm not, I'll pull like, hey, I really like this example. I really like like this vibe, this sentiment for us. Like I use sentiment a lot is like the overall vibe of a page. Let's use that as inspiration, but I'll never be like, here are three examples of like what we can be. It's like, no, we're just going to like mold what we can with what we have. And like, we'll see how it goes. You talk about the, t- the platform. I'm assuming you're talking about TikTok specifically. Yeah. Right? And Instagram and like ev- literally every other platform. So like, do you, I guess, give advice for other platforms on top of TikTok? Like, do you, do you yourself see your content moving maybe to YouTube as well? Like, where do you see yourself going with your content? I've been posting a lot on reels. I've been trying to do a post a day on reels, but I think the only reason that's working right now, um, is because I basically banked like 300 or 400 videos cause I never posted on reels. And I think the main thing why I didn't post on reels is because like people from high school are going to see my videos <laughs> and they're going to think I'm dumb or something. Like they're going to think they're so embarrassing. And I just got over that, like probably in the new year. I was like, oh, no, I'm going to do this. Like I'm going to post every day. Um, so it's been nice having like a bank of content that I just ripped from TikTok and I'll post on Instagram. I'm like, cool, reel up. Um, but now my page is like a dumping ground for reels. So I'll post a photo like once a yeah. two months. But yeah. I mean, that's just, I guess, that's Instagram what it, that's now. That's it is. Like, yeah, yeah, that is. Yeah. Do you want to migrate them at all, maybe towards YouTube? Would you have any interest in doing stuff like that? Or are you really just trying to rip TikTok and Reels right now? I think just TikTok and Reels. I just like don't have the. I was trying YouTube Shorts, but I found that the demographic on YouTube Shorts is significantly younger than the demographic that I am targeting. Mm. Um, oh, you find it younger? Yeah, interesting. I just okay. like don't know anyone our age that just scrolls YouTube Shorts. I, don't I know think either. I think it's older I, people too. I agree. 
Really? Yeah, because no, I, I have no facts to back this up. This is just my mind. The only my my girlfriend's dad is just like he's ripping. What, YouTube really? Sh- yeah, he's ripping YouTube shorts. No reels, no TikTok, and I'm like, <laughs> granddad okay, are, are, is yeah, just, you just yo, Are you still shorts. ripping YouTube shorts? <laughs> you think you'd be on That's YouTube? That's fucking sick, dude. <laughs> yeah. That's not a good joke. <laughs> I think I think YouTube needs to come out with like a better um, like mobile app. Totally. I think if they can, you, I think brutal. if they can make the UI like nice how tiktok is i yeah. think they have a, a chance of like getting a younger audience anytime yeah. we post a short for the pod it's like tough watch guys like you guys are dumbasses i'm like that's sick <laughs> dude, like, oh. we, dude, the, on, on youtube it's brutal it's so funny i'm yeah. like where the fuck youtube did, comments are so i'm mean, like where dude. do these kids live at and yeah. they're like they're like boom roasted pansies i'm like <laughs> the comment <laughs> yeah dude i mean so yeah, it's like funny. user that's one, why one, two, i don't seven, rip youtube shorts <laughs> <laughs> that's why i'm not ripping it there dude i <laughs> I will say though, it's like it's like entertaining for us because like when one of us gets slammed on YouTube, yeah. it's so fucking funny to throw it in the group chat. And oh like, yeah, this kid from Pennsylvania just, just wants to slam you to hell, dude. I've never had anyone like like hate me on the internet until I recently posted a video uh, where I got in like my first like like internet hate like you're going back realm. Uh, sure, and I posted this video um, about Disney adults. Because I was at Disneyland oh, and I was, dude, that, that, is the, that is the audience was, you don't want to touch. So I was, I was, yeah. And you know what's so funny? I was there to give a speech on how TikTok works to like the top 100 executives at Anheuser-Busch. Okay. Wow. So like I gave this speech and everything and I was like, oh, I got to go film with TikTok. So I go outside and like sarcastically film like a, like there are people walking around with like bunny ears on, like with no kids. And I think that's a little weird. And like, I jokingly made that dude. I wake up to like, at this point, it's probably like over 300, 400 like stitches. And it's oh, just people oh. like going off, pulling photos from my Instagram. Oh, like my guy no with no way. upper lip is like gonna make <laughs> no fun way. of gonna make fun of us. And I'm like, dude, like, can you just do your due diligence and like look at the rest of the page? Like right. it's all sarcasm. Like the last thing I want to do on the internet is like spread any negativity. But also like it's kind of funny. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Here you are worried about like people you went to high school with. And yeah. Dude, like, yeah. yeah Disney I just woke up to just people just fucking roasting me. <laughs> Isn't it funny you want to kind of fight back a little bit too? Dude, like we, we fire off in the chat. We're yeah. like, we're like, oh, this is what I would say to him. Yeah. Like our, our interns, like our interns, like, I'm gonna say it. I'm like, yeah, yo, don't yeah. say that. Don't, yeah. say, yeah. That. don't <laughs> say that. No, I'm mean, just like, I'm just, I'm just gonna move on and keep posting whatever oh I post. God, yeah. Who cares? So um, what was that like? Uh, was it just like yo new year like fuck it or was there like something that happened like that you just kind of stopped giving a fuck uh i think like in reality not to get like super down and like sad but like i had really bad anxiety for like two years working at that ad ad agency job because i was like this is the only thing that i have um and i like kind of got out of that like anxious kind of mode um, and that's when like TikTok started to like really help with that like mental health, even though like it's a probably horrible for the <laughs> mental health. Um, Interesting. It's helped in like a creative outlet to like get over the what people are thinking about you thing. So I think that uh, was like the main turnaround thing was like not having anxiety um, over it, which yeah. has been like a year and a half, two years since like I left that 
job. When you were going to take that initial leap and were like, I'm going to become a full-time creative, did you have any money saved? What was that kind of like? I know a lot of people, a lot of people listening to the pod do have a full-time job and are trying to either be YouTubers, TikTokers, or just start a creative agency yeah. of their own. Full-time you know? freelance. Yeah, full-time like, yeah. freelance. What did it kind of look like for you? So I was living at home mm. um, and my main goal was like, I need to move out. But I was like, oh, if I quit this job, like there's no way that I'm going to move out. Um, and so you had to, I had to like sit there and be like, all right, well, if I quit, I got to figure it out until like I, you know, have more money. Um, but I had like 10 grand saved up like 10, 15 grand. And I were, I've been working since I was like 15. So like I've had, you know, a couple of well-paying jobs, like the ad agency job, I was making like horrible money. Um, but again, I was an assistant with like no experience. So I think I just sat on like the 15 K used it for like, what, I don't know. We were in quarantine, like booze and bread making materials and then I like Big baker yeah, i don't know dude i tried making bread once it failed miserably warzone um, skins you know like sourdough dude it was oh, I got trash the, i got that dog the, during warzone the, the cool the skin shepherd yeah. The, yeah you know what i'm talking about it was oh like yeah, yeah, next yeah of course yeah I got that thing but that's pretty much it it was like i just sat there for a month like i had some money i was luckily living at home i realized how fortunate i am to like live in la have like parents that you know could financially help if i needed it um so that's like not lost on me I feel like that's a big thing for people. It's like, well, I don't have, you know, this to do. And I'm like, dude, I get it. Like, we're all born to different situations and I'm very, very grateful for mine. Um, but also like I did take a risk yeah. quitting a nice job. Yeah. Hell yeah. Well you're, said. You're born dude. a racer? Yeah. What part? Um, like Mar Vista, Playa del Rey, California. Oh, sick. Yeah, Where'd yeah. you go to high school? Culver City. All right. So I went to Samo. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> They're our rivals, dude. Oh, really? I'm going there tonight, though, to run. Train for the marathon if you didn't. Uh, <laughs> I'm training for a marathon. So. <laughs> you guys how, many mi- how many miles is that? Uh, it's 26.2. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Are you so going to get it tatted after? You for run? sure. Okay. And the Olympic rings. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and just yeah. Iron Man across and your back. Iron Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 You're I'll pay one of you guys to Photoshop me in like eight different locations around the world. <laughs> yeah, I'm down. Fuck yeah. We could, we could film me a movie of you running yeah. this marathon and make you look like Mike Tyson just out there. Just yeah. Uh, it's interesting you say, though, that like about the pivoting and, and it was you were kind of wrapped up in that world and you're like, I don't know anything else. Like, what the fuck am I going to do? I don't really want to work here. I want to pivot. I feel like I'm going through that similar mindset right now of like pretty burnt out from tour. Don't want to do it much longer. Trying to figure out my next move. And I'm like, it's really scary to give up a full fucking time salary and then be like, okay, like I hope I get like yeah. some new shit coming <laughs> in because if I don't, I have bills to pay and like yeah. it's just really scary. Yeah. Um, I feel that. I like, it's going to sound so weird, but like it's going to sound so, so LA. So I apologize in advance. But like I was taught, even in college, like manifesting works 100%. Um, and the reason that a lot of people like get down is like, is the persistence of like thinking like that because you can get in like a rut of like, oh, I'm never going to find something. I'm never going to find something. But that like negativity is almost like a self-fulfilling prophecy. Um, so I think like the mindset of like persistence t- like takes trumps all, if you yes. will. Like you can try something forever. Eventually it might work with a couple adjustments. You're talking to the right people. Talking, with that, yeah, we're, yeah we're, we're big believers. Right? Yeah. I think if you have... I guess, I mean, whoever is listening, maybe because if you know that you're going to get to where you're going, 
you're not going to turn around, right? Like this is going to sound stupid, but I was on a hike the other day and I was trying to find this fucking waterfall and I could not find it. I went down this path and I was like, there's no way it's down this path. It's, it's too hard to get to. Kept talking, talked to someone. They were like, oh, it's down this path. I was like, oh, it is down that path. So then I trudged through the bullshit that I didn't think I was ever going to find it. Boom, waterfall. I was like, I would have never actually gotten to the waterfall if I didn't know there was a waterfall at the end of the fucking path. So if you believe in your waterfall, dude. <laughs> dude, this week's episode is sponsored by waterfalls. Yes, dude. It's actually a sick hike, too. I'd recommend it. But they say don't go chasing waterfalls. Yeah, but Should you I do if you know the path is going to actually okay. get yeah. you there. But I was thinking about that the rest of the day. I was like, you yeah. know, if you know you're actually going to get to where yeah. you're going, like you're going to keep going. Well, what's, I think what's, not to cut you off, but like the, the, the most interesting thought that I've like, I don't have that many interesting thoughts. <laughs> One of the most interesting thoughts is you're told your entire life to like, do well in school, go to college, get a good job, be stable, pay rent, blah, blah, blah. And then you look at all the really successful people and like none of them have done that. Right. And you're like, wait, why is someone telling me to do all this? And like, I get it. The comfortability of that is like absolutely amazing. Some people love that. That's good for them. But if you're like striving to be something crazy, no one's, I love this quote, but like no one's ever gotten crazy rich, uh, like working for someone else. Um, and I think that's just like super interesting yeah dude i also wonder if the people that are telling us to go to college get a job stay there forever are the people that are fucking didn't do that and they want you to do that for them i, I feel like most you know of the I mean? most of the times you you hear this happening it's someone that's like they're giving you unsolicited advice and i'm like no i don't want to be like you right so I, why are yeah. you why are you telling me or you know or they I mean? are the ceo and they're mega rich and they want you to fucking work for them forever <laughs> yeah. without complaining so they're telling yeah. you to fit in the system to make them richer. you can get you can get rich for sure working for someone else but you can't get like mega rich no. <laughs> you can't like PJ Rich, and yeah. No, we want bags. Yeah, yeah. Right. you might have a company PJ that you can yeah, use, but it's right. never going to be not, your PJ. Yeah. It's not going to be your face on the side. Maybe yeah. like a jet suite where you're yeah. like, yeah, bunch yeah. of other people that you don't know on your suite right, on right. your jet. No, but right. I think like what the median like income and just all that stuff is like it's really low. It's really low considering if you're working for someone else. Um, and I think it's more the risk thing. Is like people don't want to disappoint their parents. People don't want to. Mm be a failure. People don't want to be seen by their friends at social gatherings of like, what are you up to? And they're like, oh, I'm starting photography or I'm doing something like right. this. And then everyone's like, oh, right. Good for you. It's always, it's always No, it's always weird though. Like, like you were saying in the beginning, that's funny. You're saying that same thing when I started video, everyone was like making fun of me and it was super stupid. And then once it became cool and like Instagram was mm. super popular in college, it was like, oh, so you want, you want to go shoot? I'm like, fuck yeah, you, dude, dude yeah. fuck you. You know what I mean? And I, I, I feel like that, that happens with most of the new things that people try. It's usually not going to be super well recepted. If you're trying to be a content creator, trying to be a photographer, everyone's like, oh, you should be realistic. You know, we all, right, we yeah. all have heard that one. Like, oh, be realistic with said thing. But I think if you, if you want to do it and you know that you can get to said destination, that's really all that matters. Yeah. And if you keep going. Yeah. Never. I mean, just like, don't, like, why does it bother someone else that someone else is trying to do something? Because it's different and it bugs people, dude. Mm -hmm. They're like, dude, fit, fit into the system. never, like, yo, you're trying to do something <laughs> sick? Like, it's awesome. Yeah. Like, that has no influence it's, on yeah. me. I think it's more receptive, though, out here in particular. Totally. And oh, probably, yeah, yeah. In New I have never lived in New York, but I'm assuming it's like some, you have all these people hustling to do, doing their own thing, yeah. whatever it's going to be. And, I, and I feel that like I talk to people just on, in the DMs and you're like, man, they're like, there's, they're like, there's not one person in my tiny town in Nebraska that wants mm. to be a wedding photographer or yeah. be a comedian or whatever. And I think that it's really helpful that we have these phones to connect us to people that are also trying to do great things in their respective spaces. Yeah. Yeah. You definitely got to be in the right environment for it. But yeah. 
What would you tell, this is maybe a little bit of an asshole question, but I just think it's kind of funny. What would you tell someone who's posting fucking videos on TikTok and it's not working? And it's cringe. And it's cringe and it's Mm. bad and you're like, hey, you should stop. And it's not me hating. I'm just trying to give you like good advice. Like this is not working out for you. Uh, Just keep going. Just keep ripping it. Like. Maybe I think change dude in the beginning though they're all kind of yeah. cringy you got to make you know like if we went back to watch one of my yeah. videos which is like my worst nightmare mm-hmm. because like I don't want to watch them um what would my advice be I think he, like you got to keep going and I think if you post a hundred videos and nothing works then you know hey that's not working let's change it a little bit um and something I tell people in all these clients and like this is like basically the gist like the gist of all my consulting is Everyone, all you have to do is think about TikTok as a format. Every video you see is a format. It's just three different puzzle pieces. It's an action, there's copy, and there's a sound. And as long as you can fit those together in a certain way that people want to watch it, you're good. That's why like, I was working with like a mechanical engineer and I was like, dude, you're going to thrive on TikTok because once you figure this out, it's all puzzle. Like, You're good. And he's like, oh, I'll just think about it like that. So whenever you're, whenever I'm scrolling now and I'm just like, my friends see me scrolling like crazy fast. I'm just like, I'm just looking for a specific format. Like I'm not looking, I'm not looking at the content at all. It could be a puppy flying a NASA airplane means nothing to me. Like it's just the format that matters. Yeah. That's really interesting. Stop for the booty though. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, always, if there's a, gotta do what you gotta do. Gotta show, show love. Um, Wait, I actually have a question about that going off. Um, in the beginning, did the you, booty. no, did you have, do you, any, do you remember specifically like the first video that popped off for you that you were yeah. like, oh shit. Like, was it the first yeah, one? Yeah, the or, first one. Really? Yeah. No way. First one at like 500,000 views. Really? Really. And I was like, oh, this is like crack. What was <laughs> it? What was it about? <laughs> like, this is like meth. <laughs> Give me it all. Give me more. Because it like, is addicting. You, just you like for one, it's two. It's objectively yeah. addicting where you get like a dopamine hit and uh, that can be like really bad for some people. But I think it was, it's almost, it's really like trials and tribulations because I didn't have another like good video oh, after that for like a hundred right. videos. So humble. Oh, no way. Yeah. I was like, oh, the next one's for sure going to pop. You're like, like showing people, you're like, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah. I was like, oh, next shot. one, easy. What I could post a, a freaking just me sitting on a couch and it's gonna absolutely blow up. Post it, it's like thirty views. I'm like, Fuck. what? What was the first one about? It was a really, really dumb skit where I faked that my house burnt down and the only thing to survive was a hydro flask and the water was still cold in the hydro flask. <laughs> it's honestly not branded bad branded content for hydro flask. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, um, and it was like 14, 15 seconds long and it like just crushed. Exploded. And then I was like okay, maybe I can do this. Um, but it was really more just like getting over being on camera. That's interesting. I want yeah. to get into consulting. This is just more of a personal question. How would you um, tell me to like get into it if I'm like, all right, I feel like I've put my time in and I feel like I know like social media pretty well. I can create the content. But like I've only ever gotten hit up to like make the stuff as opposed to like just coming up with like ideas and consulting that way. So how, and maybe people listening, like want to also get into consulting. How, what like advice would you give to someone who's like looking to transition into consulting? Because also not to cut you off. Like I didn't even start speaking yet. Consulting's lit. Like <laughs> I remember when we met, you were like, yeah, I'm peacing out to Ireland for like three weeks. And I'm like, all good because I can work from wherever. I just need an internet connection to my laptop. Yeah. Yeah. It was a great time. God. Love that time. Um, what was the question? Oh, what would you tell? What would I tell? Like, how, like how do you get into consulting? Yeah. Basically, 
Uh, if, you, if you don't already have people reaching out to you asking like, yeah, hey, you, yeah. you uh, the short answer is you do it yourself. Like I am a big proponent of like, uh, oh, this is going to sound horrible, but like, I don't want someone teaching me something that hasn't done it themselves. Totally. So like having a following and, you know, videos doing well and, and people enjoying them and like, you know, doing it for over two and a half, three years now, like. I know what makes a good video for myself. Therefore, people might trust me to make a good video for them. But like, I think you kind of have to do it yourself. I don't know. I feel like that's for any field. It's like, yeah. why would I want a fat trainer? <laughs> okay, I wouldn't get into fat shaming you here. You can't trust a skinny chef. Skinny chef? Can't or, trust a skinny like chef. A, or, or a tattoo artist that doesn't have tattoos. A dying doctor. There it is. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Both of in a row, huh? Let's just calm down, dude. I'm gonna calm down. <laughs> Jesus Christ! A uh, hairdresser with a bad haircut. There you go. There okay, go. that'll work. That one'll Just keep that. Cut the rest of them and that, keep that one. That one'll yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely cut the fat shaming. Dude, definitely, I don't need any more Disney adults on me. Being like, yeah, oh, he you said ain't it. fucking he fat said people. It. He, he said it. <laughs> dude, it's so real. It's so real. Please don't cut oh, that. Shit. Or please, sorry, cut that. Cut that. Editor, cut that. Yeah, I think you just got to do it yourself. Like, yeah. you just got to... Because eventually someone's going to be like, oh, dude, no way. You have X amount of followers. Your video's doing really well. Like, uh, I'm a small business. Can I get some help with mine? Like, and you're like, cool. Yeah, let's yeah. do that. Or word of mouth where someone's like, I used to shoot for Loud Luxury or whatever. Um, then you're like, oh, he also does consulting now. And that spreads. And then you're like, oh, no way. Let's like hit him up for this project. Um, but I think doing it yourself is like the best way to do it. I was going to ask like how many of your clients are, I don't know if you're like taking on new clients or how much like new work you're taking on, but like how much of it is word of mouth now versus like you doing outreach? I am very grateful in that I don't really do any outreach. Um, and it's mainly because it's just me. So like there's a third certain threshold. I hire a freelancer, a couple of freelancers if I like need extra help. Um, but usually it's just word of mouth. Like if you do well with someone, they'll want you to work with someone else. And if you do well with someone else, they'll want you to work with that person. It's like, you know, you trust your friends for recommendations on like restaurants and doctors and whatever. It's the same thing. It's like you trust people to recommend you because they have a personal experience with it. Do you see yourself going full circle and you yourself starting the ad agency and being the top dog? Mm. Mm. That's fun. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's more, it's more fun. I think everything's leaning in social and like short form and like, obviously everyone knows that, but I think, um, I think big ad agencies are still really behind on that. Yeah. And I think that's where they need help. And that's where like people like us, um, come in to help a little bit. I think so too. I agree. I have one, one last question for you. So give me some advice to your 18 year old self. What would that look like before you embark on this big journey of becoming a TikTok creator before consulting with brands? What's one thing you would tell that 18 year old Daniel? One thing. I think it would just be, can I, can it be two things? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll, right. I'll just right. totally change the question. Yeah. Do you want to re-ask it? What yeah, are two yeah, things? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Never done this before. <laughs> Daniel, what are two pieces of advice to your 18 year old self? God. <laughs> I think the first is, uh, don't care what other people think about you. And this is the second part to the first part. Uh, everyone is too busy thinking about themselves to be thinking about you. And I think people need to remember that. The second thing is that 
there's a lot of jobs in the world. And I think you're only exposed to probably 20 of them. Um, and I think there's a lot of ways to make money. And I think to my 18 year old self, don't get stuck in the bubble of, I have to have this stable job just because, because someone told me I was supposed to. I love that. Where yeah, we, we talk about, yeah. we just like, we talk about that all the time, how it's like the days of getting a job and having that job for 40, 50 years, and then like, retiring, like they're over, especially in like the creative field. It's like, hey, you want to shoot one niche of photo video? Great. You want to do TikTok? Great. Like you can just pivot every like year, two years, whatever. And yeah. Like you don't have to stick with the same thing if yeah. you don't want to anymore. You, you don't completely it. reinvent yourself. Once once you have the hard skill of making something, you you know how to build a brand. You could take that and put it anywhere. into anywhere, yeah. anything. And, you know, I think that's what's amazing about yeah. what's happening right now. I, I completely agree with you. Too. Great advice. Yeah. Where can the people find you on social? Uh, on TikTok, it's Daniel Bennett. On Instagram, it's Daniel Bennett. On if, if you're gonna rip YouTube Shorts, it's also <laughs> Daniel Bennett. And be nice. And be nice. Um, yeah, be don't nice. rip me. Just yeah. rip the video. Go check out that uh, the one about Disney adults, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in please. to another episode of the Five Hundred Five Podcast. Make sure to hit that sub button, and we'll see you guys all next week. Peace. Bye. Bye.